Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much to super producer and host Ryan Hickey. He's holding it down for us in New York City. I hope you had, hope you had a tremendous weekend. It's Monday. It's the day after Championship Sunday, the AFC Championship game. The NFC Championship game, it's a wrap. And we know exactly who's going to the Super Bowl. I mean, we're going to get a rematch from a few years ago. We're going to take a look at the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Las Vegas. This is the beginning of the show. This is when I get started every single weeknight. Oh, let me correct myself. Weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm still getting used to the new time slot. It's only been about a month, okay? If you want to tune into the show, you can always do so on the free Odyssey app. You can listen on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate, Sirius XM Channel 158, and everybody just locked in on a smart speaker. You can ask it to play CBS Sports Radio. So many other ways as well, CBSSportsRadio.com. It's just, you can tune in in a variety of ways. We're here, we're everywhere. First of all, thank you so much for listening. Second of all, I hope you're safe. I hope you're well. Third of all, I hope you're not a Detroit Lions fan. I'm just saying. I mean, you got to be happy. You got to be thrilled. You got you to be pleased with the progress and what the Lions were able to do and what they accomplished and even getting to this spot and being this close to their first Super Bowl appearance. But I think most people, most people, Look at what the hell Dan Campbell did and said, what is this guy? Why is this guy? Is he allergic to field goals? Is, is he allergic to kicking the ball? Is, I get it. He's drinking coffee and pre-workout and, and I don't know what he's doing. I know he's jacked to the gills. But does he have to go for it on fourth down all the time? And so we'll talk about Dan Campbell momentarily. Obviously, we you know another team that, Man, it just had a, a terrible go yesterday. Lamar Jackson might be picking himself up an MVP award, uh, but he is going to be watching the Super Bowl from home if he should even decide uh, to sit down and watch. So we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson. We're going to get into the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, we got two weeks, basically, to talk about the Super Bowl. So I'm in no rush to give you a deep dive or even a quick preview you know, into the game, as I already told you, the 49ers are going to be taking on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs in Las Vegas. We got plenty of time to do that. And then how about this? Just to get a little bit of an insight into Dan Campbell's brain, what Dan Campbell was thinking next hour in about an hour and 20 minutes, we're going to have a conversation with someone who's coached 
in the NFL, someone who's played in the NFL, someone who's coached in college, someone who is an analyst on ESPN. Herman Edwards is going to come through and join us, and I'm going to be real interested to see what Herm has to say about the aggressiveness of Dan Campbell. I mean, let's be real. The aggressiveness is what brought Dan Campbell to the dance. The aggressiveness is what got him here. The sis boom ba, the rah, rah, rah is what got him here. I mean, damn it, the aggressiveness is what got the Lions a 24-7 lead at halftime, but the aggressiveness might have cost them the game. The Detroit Lions only able to muster seven points in the second half. I don't want to call it a throwaway. It was a last-ditch uh, to Jamison Williams towards the end of the game, and then they had to go for the onside, and that was pretty much all she wrote after that. Now, the 49ers were able to bounce back, score 17 points in the third quarter. Uh, Dan Campbell, afraid to kick 45, 47-yard field goals, wants to go for it. We got receivers dropping passes, and so, yes, was it all on Dan Campbell and his play calling? I'm not going to say that, but it had a massive influence. There's no guarantee that you go out there and you make the field goals, but the reality is you gave yourself a better chance to just take some points that's staring you right in the face as opposed to trying to push a, a, a first down. You got the lead. You just How many times do you just try to go for the jugular? Sometimes you got to – not that I'm an expert on stabbing people – Sometimes you got to slap him a little bit instead of trying to keep stabbing a dead body. He kept trying to stab the hell out of him and it bit him an ass. They came back to life. And so in a few seconds, we're going to hear from Dan Campbell. He certainly was backed up by some of his players. Uh, excellent run here for the Detroit Lions, but it is not taking them to Las Vegas. Ryan, how are you, man? You doing good? JR, I am doing good. Like uh, you kind of mentioned before, I'm not a Lions fan, so that at least eliminates a lot of pain from my life. I saw this. I'm curious your thoughts here. If you were a Lions fan, would you rather lose the way they did where you're up big and maybe you can start thinking about the Super Bowl, but you're in the game, or would you rather just get blown out? Like no hope from the beginning, 41 nothing, game over, your team is just embarrassed. No, I, I, think, I think being blown out is, is demoralizing. You know, I don't think anybody wants to. I mean, you got two options, right? And this is what you're asking me. Would you rather get blown out, get destroyed, get eviscerated, be out of the game completely? Or do you want to suffer like a heartbreaking loss, which to a certain degree yesterday didn't end, you know, via last second field goal as time expired. Uh, but that's kind of what you're asking me, right? Yeah, you're going to lose. Is it, you know, could be less painful in a way if you get blown out because it's over faster, but... Like you said, when you're up 24-7 and a half, you are, I'm sure, Lions fans looking at flights, dreaming of the Super Bowl, like getting right. your hopes up to then a half hour later have them dashed. Hurts. Yeah, yeah no, I don't think so. I, I want to I know that we were able to compete throughout the course of the game. It's not easy to go ahead and question the decisions of the coach and is he too aggressive or did we lose, you know, at the last second. You want to know that the team fought, and I think that's what Lions fans appreciate about what this team brought to them this year, and that's a lot of fight. And so afterwards, of course, we heard from the players, we heard from the coaches, and we'll hear from Dan Campbell momentarily. A matter of fact, let's let's just go straight to Dan Campbell because he basically kind of alluded to what, what you just asked, Ryan, and it's a matter of 
Here you have the Lions. They have never gone to a Super Bowl in their entire existence. Their only championships predate uh, the Super Bowl. They have four of those. But Dan Campbell, he did say this could have been their best chance to win a title, and this could be their only chance. But then he said he doesn't believe it is. Listen to this crazy man. This may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's, that's the reality. And if we don't have the same hunger and the same work, which is a whole other thing, once we get the offseason, um, then we got no shot of getting back here. Yeah, I, I saw quite a few websites and blogs and social accounts, and this is, this is just the world we live in. A lot of people just took that one piece where he just said, oh, yeah, we might, not never, we might never come back. And then two seconds later, he says, but I don't believe that. You know, so you, you got to be careful and, and always keep in mind proper context. The man stood there for minutes on minutes on minutes on end, 10, 15 minutes, and just to take 20 seconds and run with it uh, certainly isn't fair. Now, this is the big deal. We all know about how aggressive he is. About a matter of fact, the man has been the Lions coach now for three seasons. There is not one other team in the NFL who has more fourth down conversion successes than the Detroit Lions. 62 conversions on fourth down in Dan Campbell's three seasons. That's the most in the NFL. He is not afraid to go for it. It doesn't matter the time, the situation. You know, there was always a thought that at some point this might come to bite them in the ass, and it did. And so he had to address that after the game as well. Take a listen to what Dan Campbell had to say about going for it on fourth down twice. I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know, and it's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. Um, I get that. But... I don't regret those decisions. I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but, you know, we just just didn't work out. Old gambling Dan. We just went through this, like, right, right over the holidays. Okay, I remember Saturday night. I think everybody remembers Saturday night. They're out here taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And we know that there was a did he report, did he not report. We had to go through all of that crap. We wouldn't necessarily have even been there if he didn't keep going for it on fourth down. And this is what he does, and this is what he's done. And I get it, situational football. Some guys will play it safe. And I, I can't remember how many times, you know, you're sitting in a stadium or you're watching at home, and it's fourth down. And the crowd is screaming. And, and they want you to go for it. And then they say, oh, man, we're being too conservative. It's fourth and one. Why don't we just, you know, punch the ball in and, and keep on going? And why are we playing it safe? You have coaches who do not believe in their players, coaches who don't believe in their talent. Dan Campbell is the opposite. Dan Campbell is going straight ahead all the time, doesn't care. Who's the kicker? Doesn't matter. Who's the punter? He's in a cage. He does not give a damn. 
And so as Ryan said, man, yeah, certain fans, they might be feeling a certain way about how the game ended. And then you would think that there's certain players who are saying the same thing, like our coach, we were in it. And yes, it might have been a drop pass. And yes, we might have fallen flat here at the end. And they gave them those opportunities. You don't think that there was a momentum swing? You're on the road. You're in San Francisco. You don't think an additional field goal, you know, here in the third would would send the fans into even more of a demoralized state? You don't think that the 49ers would have to alter their strategy? But then they continue on in the game, and now they got new life, man. Now we're seeing miracle catches. and Like, what, what are we doing here? The Lions gave that game up. And the 49ers, I know it's a, it's a tricky thing to say, the 49ers do what winning teams do. They took advantage. I mean, I looked at the score in the first half, and I said, oh, this, is, this isn't closed yet. It's not done. This is not a wrap. The, the 49ers are a team that have been to the Super Bowl. The 49ers are a team that have, this is, was their, their third consecutive NFC championship game. We always hear this. It sounds like a cliche, and typically it comes down to celebrations. It, it comes down to, you know, someone taunting, and we, we saw some taunting yesterday. We'll get into that. The phrase in a, in a cliche is, act like you've been here before. Act like you've done it. The 49ers have been here before. I mean, even to see Brock Purdy at the end of the game, you know, turn on the Jets and, and have a pair of 21-yard rushes. And I'm looking at his athleticism, and I'm like, oh, okay, look at Brock Purdy coming through here with the cuts. Dan Campbell didn't just go for it. Dan Campbell, with his decision-making, also gave this team, the 49ers, life. And they were able to go out there and put that 17 up on the board. And then they were able to put another score up on the board because Brock Purdy helped take him down the field. Dan Campbell, if you're asking me, was he the only reason they lost? No. But he helped dig them the grave. He played the largest part. But he did have the support of his team, though. He did have the support of some of his players. David Montgomery, running back for the Lions, one of them. He says, Dan Campbell, he made the right decision to go for it on fourth down. Like I say, uh, every time I get asked that question, like, Dan is the best coach in the league. Like, you know, every call that he makes, we, we trust and we behind him. Like, every call that he's made has been the right call. Uh, no, bro. No, 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 no. And, and you could say that after and there is no bigger support in your coach than saying something like that. Is, is he a good coach? I'd say yes. Yeah, he is. He, he's, he was able to turn around a team through adversity when he could have got fired. And it was certainly mentioned yesterday on the broadcast just a season ago, not this past one, but last year, this man led a Detroit Lions team that started one and six. They turned things around. This year, they're in the NFC Championship game. They could have fired him at one and six, and there'd be no Dan Campbell conversation. And so I don't know if after looking at what he did yesterday, if I could say that every decision is right. Let's also be clear. It's not a human being or a coach or person that is doing everything right all the damn time. You can throw that idea completely out the window. So unfortunately for the Lions, they miss out here. There is no Super Bowl 
There is no first Super Bowl. A matter of fact, they haven't won a road playoff game since 1957. Must I remind you that predates the Super Bowl. And how about this? Before this year, before these Detroit Lions beat the Rams, barely, and before they went out and, and, and advanced here to the NFC Championship game, this is a team that has one playoff win or had one playoff win in 65 seasons. That's 65 seasons. One playoff win before this year. Awful. Terrible. The Detroit Lions have more life. The Detroit Lions have a fan base who feels that they're going to continue to be competitive. But Dan Campbell wasn't lying. It's going to be twice as hard. The Lions are no longer looked upon as being a pushover. They're going to have to prove that they were not a one-hit wonder. Jared Goff is likely going to get a new contract. But is this the best season that he's going to put together in his career? Is Dan Campbell going to be so damn aggressive that they fall apart? We've already seen the Green Bay Packers continue to advance. The Chicago Bears, I mean, yeah, they got, they got some room to work on. Like, what do we do at quarterback? And then you have the Minnesota Vikings who are thinking about their quarterback as well. And so as we move towards next season, this very well might be a two-team race at the top of the NFC Central as you, or the North as you go ahead and take a look at not the Bears, not the Vikings, but the Green Bay Packers and then also these Detroit Lions trying to battle it out for a playoff spot. The man I just mentioned, Jared Goff, he was trying to go to a Super Bowl, trying to prove everybody that he could do it with another team other than the Rams. Jared Goff talked about just missing out. I think running through my head this whole postseason and certainly this week was, you know, how rare these opportunities are. Um, I've been so fortunate to have two of them, but um, a lot of guys go along, you know, long careers without without being in these spots. So um, I was very aware of, of how hard it is and um, didn't take it for granted. You can't. This man was jettisoned from the Rams to the Lions, right? I thought he was going to disappear off the face of the earth. He's still relevant. He played himself probably into a new contract. The man helped run the second highest scoring offense here in the NFL this past season. One of the best offenses, period. One of the best passing offenses. He, he passed for the second amount of yards. We might have seen the best. But listen, he still has Laporta, rookie. He still has Amon Ross St. Brown, three years in the game. I don't even think he's peaked yet. He's not even 25 years old. And so, yeah, the Lions can go one of two ways. They can continue to be competitive. They can fall back to the pack, pardon the pun, because they're Lions. Or we're going to find out if Dan Campbell is so damn aggressive that they don't go anywhere, that they don't go any further or farther than what they did yesterday. This is what Amon Ross St. Brown had to say about being so close. You know, it's a game of inches. There's, you know, you can look back in the film and try to point at so many different plays, you know, after the fact. But, I mean, when you're in the game, you're just out there playing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. We wish we would have, you know, finished the game on the, on the win side. But yeah, wish we would have finished the game. Well, for that, 
That part, not the whole game. But the majority of the blame, I'm putting on Dan Campbell. You got to understand the situation. And I don't need to play. I didn't need to play like Dan Campbell did to understand that. That is a little bit of common sense. Maybe Dan is missing that part. Sorry. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. The Super Bowl is set. We got the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to take on those San Francisco 49ers and a rematch from a few years ago. And let's just say the 49ers, they are hoping for a different result. The 49ers are hoping to hold on to the victory. We're going to talk about the 49ers on the other side. We just heard from the Detroit Lions. We're going to talk about the Niners. We're going to get into the Ravens. We're going to talk about the Chiefs. We have Herman Edwards joining us next hour. Just getting warmed up. Just getting started. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you. Happy Monday on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. And shout outs to uh, Bone Thugs from Cleveland, Ohio, home of the Browns. No, well, Browns got punted out of the playoffs early by the, the Texans. But anyway, the song was is Crossroads, the Detroit Lions. I'm not going to say the organization is at a crossroads, but certainly with the decisions of Dan Campbell, you got to look at the guy and just go, bruh, you, you cost us potentially six points just by having a guy come through and do his job, which is, is kick a ball. And, yes, there's no guarantee that he kicks the ball and it puts three points on the board, but then you blame the kicker, right? But you didn't even put the team in a position to take the points. The Lions lose to the 49ers 34-31. to The phone lines are open. It's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to take your calls, and I want to spend some time talking about the 49ers, and then we're going to really get into the Ravens. And then next hour, this is going to be a lot of fun, Herman Edwards former NFL coach, analyst, college coach, NFL player Herman Edwards is going to join us next hour. 
855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Christopher is here from Maryland. You're on the JR Sport Beast Show. What's up, Chris? Oh, hi, JR. How are you doing? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, yeah, I was just calling to um, talk about the um, what the Ravens can do moving forward. Okay, go for it. You're going to give us a preview. We're going to get more in depth at the top of the hour, okay? Okay, okay. Go ahead. So, yeah, I, 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 next year I'm thinking that um, if the Ravens can bring back, find a way to keep this defense intact, make the defensive coordinator the highest paid coach um, coordinator next year. Um, okay, McDonald, okay. Keep going. Yeah. Have it sit down with Lamar and his coordinator and say, um, enough with trying to prove that you can win a game in a way people say you can't. And sort of tap into that power run game and use the play action off of that. Because if you look at it, Lamar led the league in touchdown passes the year that the team broke the running rushing record in 2019. Yes, I believe he had 32, yes. Yeah, because... Because of the way he plays, you know, he likes to move around the pocket. He's not a he's not a quick release guy. He needs time, and that power rushing game keeps the defense honest and allows him time to do that. It also okay. keeps the it also keeps the uh, pass rushing from the defense against him um, at bay when you use the power running game. Well, so, we know we we do know this, Christopher, and we're going to spend more time about this, as I mentioned at the top of the hour. We do know that this past season, Lamar Jackson was the best quarterback uh, in the NFL when facing the rush. But we're going to talk about the Ravens at the top. Hey, Chris, I want to thank you so much for calling, okay? Okay, thank you. No doubt about it. Thank you, Chris, from Maryland. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Milwaukee right now and talk to Marshall. Marshall, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Well, hello, Jr. It's been a little while. I uh, hope all is well with you. I'm and great. Thank you so much. What's on your mind? And congrats on your new time slot, too. Thank you. Um, doing good. Uh, just more on the on the Lions and the in the Forty uh, ers yesterday. Please. That was just an incredible comeback. And uh, I think the big mistake. And I I'm more of a traditionalist, you, you percentage guy, but I give Campbell his his prompts for consistency. However, when you have a chance to take a three, restore that three-score lead with an almost certain field goal, you got to go away from that. you got to take that three points and get the psychological thing going because it just seemed after that and then the great catch, the incredible catch that will always be known in San Francisco, <laughs> the whole thing just turned around and things just went totally south on the Lions. So You're talking about that you catch off the face of mask right off the helmet. Yeah, it was yep. incredible. I mean, that play was, you know, for the 49er fans, going to be one for the ages. As I was saying, I've got friends on both sides of this, even the family member that's a big 49ers fan. But uh, but it's it, it just a tough loss for the Lions. But, uh you know, my Packers could have—I I just feel could have beaten, could have it could, what could have been. But uh, what a future we have! And uh, you know, I, I look at next year right now. The Lions and the Packers are going to be the co-favorites, yeah. and the Super Bowl—I'll predict down the road. But uh, it should—it should be a good one. Uh, the only difference is it's—it's it, it's Purdy instead of Garoppolo now. Yeah. Well, let's let's see. Let's get through this Super Bowl first. I'm glad 
You had me you had me worried for a second. I'm like, I know you're not getting ready to predict next year's Super Bowl. No, no. Not oh. going that far. <laughs> well, good good man, Marshall. A pleasure chatting with you. I look forward to Thank speaking you to you always. soon, okay? Thank you. You keep take care. Thank you, Marshall, for calling from Milwaukee. 855-212-4CBS. Greg is calling up from Michigan. Greg, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Lord have mercy, JR, Mr. Positive, the warrior. Oh, my God. Hey, uh, yes. I still am crying about the Lions. We should have won. The ball hits a helmet and goes into his hands. Reynolds, a sure thing, drops the ball. I'm not worried about what Campbell does with the uh, two-yard and three-yard going for it on fourth down. That's what got us to the dance. But, oh, my God, Jair, I don't think I'm going to be able to get over this because we probably, even though I'm Mr. Positive, we probably will not be in this position in a long time because there, someone's going to want our offensive coordinator. Trust oh, me. Ben Johnson, this guy's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, well, we gotta, I, I, we're going to have to pay him uh, Fort Knox. Yeah, but I do. I think there's some optimism when you think about the offense. You guys yes. have one of the best offensive lines. Thank you have you. emerging young players. I mean, this is the first year that we're seeing Sam Laporta. Uh, Jamison Williams didn't even really play a full season, and, and there, there's expectations that he's going to be one of the top wide receivers in the, in the game. We saw that opening uh, touchdown, and I, I think we all understand the reason why. Amon Ross St. Brown has a, a whole chip on his shoulder. And so oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't be all that disappointed or, or lower my expectations. I, look, I'm, I'm not an offensive coordinator in the NFL. I've never sat down and drawn up a play outside of uh, a game of Madden, <laughs> you know, 20 years ago. But I right. think with the weapons that you have, I, I think the Lions, regardless of who the coordinator is, they'd have to be a complete numbskull to not utilize this talent. But you oh, know what? God, on the JR. other hand, uh, it, there it, was a, it, a head coach here in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, he had a lot of weapons, and he didn't have a quarterback, and he still didn't know what to do with them. But I, I, I think it. that's a rarity. I think they'll J- be okay, Greg, okay? JR, you're becoming Mr. Positive Jr. Love you, oh, brother. Agents you of so inclusion, much. everyone go for your dreams. You're the best. Oh, thank you so much, Greg, for, for calling from Michigan. I, Mr. Positive is, I guess, for the first day, for the first time, he's Mr. Negative? Ryan, is that the most negative you've heard, uh, Greg, from Michigan? Yeah, and honestly, I thought he'd be more negative. Like, I give him credit that even in his negativity and his in his sorrow, it's still positivity there. Yeah, he said he'd never get over it. It seems like by the time we got to the end of the conversation, he was already fine. You know, what What can we do? I guess even Mr. Positive has to have a, uh, a bad day. Well, that's life, right? Ups, downs, highs, lows. You just got to go out there and roll with the punches. Speaking of rolling with the punches, we've talked a lot about the 49ers. People have referenced that big old off the helmet of the defender catch deflection off the face. Brandon Ayuk helping to pull the ball in, helping to get them in that five-yard line and the the red zone, and then we know the 49ers put another score up on the board. We're going to hear that play, and then we're going to hear from some of the 49ers on the other side of the break because we know the Lions, they got to think about next year. But the 49ers, well, damn it, they're thinking about next week and then the Sunday after that. They're thinking about the Chiefs. We're going to hear from the 49ers on the other side of the break. If you want to call me, you still can. 855-212-4CBS. Herman Edwards joining us next hour. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. At the top of the hour, we're going to really dive into the Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Next hour as well, Herman Edwards is going to come through and join us. Uh, get his thoughts and opinions on what took place between the Lions and the 49ers. Uh, specifically, I want to get Herman Edwards' thoughts as it relates to Dan Campbell, who is a gambling man, you know, ready to go out there and take all of the risks. Now, one man's heartbreak, I guess, is a, another man's dream. The 49ers are going right back to the Super Bowl. Man, they have appeared in seven. They have won five of them. They're trying to win Super Bowl number six. They would be sitting at the top of the mountain along with the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers, who also have six championships. And this is going to be a rematch for the 49ers against these Kansas City Chiefs. They took them on in 2020, and they gave up a lead in that Super Bowl. As Patrick Mahomes came back to win, the Chiefs came back to win 31-20. to I mean, we, we got images of players crying and saying that we'll be back. There's an image of Kittle on the sidelines saying, I'm going to be back one day. Well, here you are. What are you going to do in Las Vegas? Now, we got about two weeks this week and next week to talk about the Super Bowl. So we have plenty of time to get everybody's thoughts and opinions on it. But I want to I put a bow on the NFC championship game. And I I do want to highlight, you know, one of the key plays that we did see yesterday from the 49ers as they were trying to get back into the game. We know that they were down at the half 24 to seven. We do know that Dan Campbell decided to leave a field goal on the board, or at least not even bothered to attempt one. And then we did see a miracle play that has been brought up already by multiple callers. And I want you to listen to this. This is all courtesy of the 49ers radio network. You know, after the Lions just were a little too aggressive, we saw Brock Purdy kind of overthrow a ball to Brandon Ayuk. 
It bounced off of the defender for the Detroit Lions. It bounced off of his helmet, and Ayuk came down with the catch, and it helped set up a score. Take a listen. This is courtesy of the 49ers Radio Network. Purdy sends Kittle in motion right. Purdy out of the shotgun, drops a couple of steps, going to take a deep shot to Brandon Ayuk. It's the flag. Oh, he caught it. Caught. Ayuk caught it out of the air. A flag is also down. Did Ayuk score? He got touched out on the two-yard line. Yeah, you can't. These, these are things that you, you can't believe. These are the type of things that you can't make up. But then if you want to kind of put a stamp on it, then we also had later on an Elijah Mitchell touchdown that pretty much made it 34 to 24. Listen to this. Three yards away, nine feet is required. Purdy under center, use check. Now Elijah Mitchell is in. They give it to Mitchell off the right side, pushing for the goal line. Is he in? Touchdown! San Francisco! Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you, uh, Greg Papa. Ryan, I don't want to be a jerk here. But Uh-oh. a lot of the, I, I, I know you can only – there's only but so many ways you can announce a, a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know the guy in Telemundo, whatever it is, he's famous. He goes, goal, and he could just go forever. So, so Short, right? But I feel like when it comes down to touchdown, it, there's so many similar enunciations of touchdown. You know, like I think about the guy from Kansas City. It's just touchdown, Kansas City. And what? I feel like I'm listening to the same thing. Am I, I'm going overboard, right? I would say so. I like the call. I mean, the pipes, first of all, to be able to, that was like a five-second touchdown. To not have his voice crack, I'm impressed with. Maybe that's just because I can never do it with someone with a higher voice. But oh. that, along with the San Francisco, kind of like a lower cadence, I'm in for it. I like it. San Francisco, Kansas City. It's just... I mean, it is similar. We'll, we'll play, I'm sure, two weeks from now highlights that sound the same in terms of that. You're right. Yeah, well, you, you're absolutely right. We're going to have this in the Super Bowl. So um, I guess people can, well, most people will be watching unless you, you got to listen on the radio out in the Bay Area or uh, you, you want to listen to Holtz, who calls the Kansas City Chief games, you know, out in Kansas City. You know what? L- let's listen to another call. This one, very important to everybody out in the Bay. It's the final call. Brock Purdy's going, going to his, his first, first Super Bowl. Bowl. Just back up here, Brock. Take one or two steps back. Back up. Go down. It's over. The Niners are going to Vegas. Yeah, that's uh, Greg Papa and Tim Ryan. They sound like gambling men. I don't know what a gambling man sounds like, but uh, maybe they're just enthusiastic about the 49ers winning. I can't blame them. You know, later on in the show, we're going to talk about more of the big plays by, by Brock Purdy. I, I do not get it. I really don't understand. Like, there's so much of a conversation about who and what he is. What I need to do is to figure out, like, who, who's been crapping on Brock Purdy? Like, who specifically has been taking a dump on Brock Purdy, saying that he's a game manager? I need to look this up because I, I don't get it. The guy was out here throwing passes yesterday at the end of the game. He's utilizing his legs to get first downs. I'm like, oh, man, this guys he's out there cutting like he's Allen Iverson. He's out there moving like he's Barry. Gross exaggerations, but when the going got tough, 
Brock Purdy got going. And so we'll talk about Brock Purdy and his standing in the NFL. Maybe uh, some people have changed their minds about him and what he is. We'll talk about Brock Purdy. We got that coming. Uh, let's see. Let's see what happens. Nobody will say a word if at about two weeks from now, on February 11th, if Brock Purdy is a Super Bowl champ. Nobody will say a word if Brock Purdy goes from being Mr. Irrelevant to just being a champion. People can go ahead and just close that door, close that book, just shut it down completely. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Hey, we got Corey. Corey's calling from Iowa. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Corey? Hey, um, okay, I'm not really going to say that those games were, like, because I got a friend of mine that thinks that the Detroit-San Fran game was fixed and that the KC-Baltimore game was fixed. But honestly, I was expecting the Ravens and the 49ers to start with, but I have said to other shows and other people, the Chiefs have a chance until they're beaten. And it's as simple as that. And as far as Brock Purdy, look, I'm an Iowa fan. I live here in Iowa. I cheer for Iowa, but I'm kind of rooting for Brock Purdy because, you know, he was an Iowa guy. And granted, he went to Iowa State and this, that, the other thing. But I think the reason that people are hating on Brock Purdy is because he's not sexy. He's not He's not as athletic as Patrick Mahomes. And, I mean, who is? But I think the reason that people are hating on Brock Purdy is because he's not flashy. He's not putting up the, oh, 300, 400, 500 yards a game. That's not what he's asked to do. He's asked to hand it to Christian McCaffrey 50 times a game, if necessary. You know what, Corey, but this is what I want to know. I want to know the people, the people who have prominent voices who say this. Now, I'll sit here and admit, I, I spend a lot of time reading. I watch the games, I mm-hmm. read, and I draw my own conclusions. And right. so a, a lot of times I only hear what other people in the media say if it's something that goes viral or I see it on social media. I'm not taking now, time to listen to what other people say. Is there any name in, in media that you've heard be very critical of Brock Purdy? Any name in particular? Oh, hell yes. Uh, Jim Rome. Oh, I didn't know. Um, okay, keep going, yeah. Uh. <sighs> Okay, well, Jim is one. That's fine. That Corey, um, you, you, I don't need another one, Corey. That's fine. Now, gotta, I don't know where you can find this, but on Google, there's, I'll work. Hey, Corey, I gotta go to the break. You, you answered okay. my question. I appreciate you, man. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, you gave me one. He got right to the point. Hey, Ryan. At least we know he listens to CBS Sports Radio, right? At least we know that. Love that listenership. Yeah, that guy listens all day. I assume he listens to to uh, him and then Gelb and then me and then uh, Winkler after. So uh, thank you so much for listening to us from Iowa. So now I got one. I don't know what the hell Jim Rome is saying about Brock Purdy, but now I got ammunition to Google it. And now I'm going to figure out anybody else. I, I don't know how anybody could say the guy is not good or good enough. Look at where he's gotten the team. He's not just some bystander. Actually, look at the plays, like at the end of the game. We're going to talk more about Brock Purdy. In about 30 minutes or so, we're going to have a conversation with Herman Edwards. Let's get a coach's perspective on what Dan Campbell did. And when we come back on the other side of the break, 
The phone lines are still open. We're going to talk about the Ravens because they just they just disappeared off the face of the earth in their biggest game. And Lamar Jackson, yeah, didn't look good. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. We got all that coming up, so don't move. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.